0: Weezy academy everything is
1: easy baby leave it up to wheezy academy yo what up it's hey wingspan from the wheezy academy sipping on a shark week blood in the water drink i don't even know what flavor it is but that shit's fire this is episode number 13 of the wheezy academy and my co-host neil merges here but we also got a special guest mr martian master um He's a dope member over on the Little Wayne HQ forum. If you don't know, now you know. Time to get familiar. Um, I'm going to let him kick this off with a little introduction for
2: you guys. Let me just set the tone for you guys. So, May 2006, Wayne drops dedication to. Before that, he had a couple mixtapes come out, like um, Carter 2 Part 2, W. Carter 1, W. Carter 2, but those were all really like compilation mixtapes. They were like. The leftover tracks from Carter Two. He didn't really record anything new for them. This is the first project since, uh, what came out in December two thousand five, Carter Two. So coming off the Carter Two, which was a very well received album, the only critique that the album really got was that Wayne was straying away from that southern sound and he was trying to do an east coast. sound. And in response to that, like there's multiple interviews where they actually say that to Wayne, and Wayne kind of brushes it off. But when you listen to Dedication Two, after listening to Carter 2, you can hear that. You can hear that Wayne heard what people were saying. Um, and listening to Dedication 2, you can hear the shift in sound. And he's going right back to his roots, similar to like what Carter 1 had, going back to that deep Southern sound.
0: Word. I can definitely see that. I think you mentioned too uh, in some notes earlier that you said uh people were comparing him too much to like Dipset off of uh, Carter 2. And I don't... I guess maybe they were comparing him because he had some heat maker beats and shit.
2: Mm, not even just that. Like a lot of people don't know this, but when Carter Two was recorded, Wayne went to New York to record it. He recorded it with Cameron, right? He w- it, in September of 2005, he was up there with Cameron and all. Not even Joels like Cameron, right? And he was recording Carter Two with hit Cameron's input. You know what I mean? And like the heatmaker beat like receipts right that that's a heat hitmaker uh, heatmaker's beat and like heatmakers wasn't even really producing for anyone outside dipset at that time you know and a lot of Car- cart 2 had those like deep like sample based production even the mob has a sample throughout the whole song uh best rapper alive that has a sample throughout the whole song right
1: all his all his leaks around re- around Carter Two and Carter Three were like clearly Dipset inspired, with those old '80s like um, the '80 samples and shit. And he-, he was even dressing like them. Yeah, like, I think he just he really looked up to them.
2: Yeah, it, it, I don't know. If, I think you guys cover the "I Can't Feel My Face" sessions, right? Yeah, that comes out Tuesday yeah and uh one of those tracks he said they took my city so i'm in harlem fucking with l's that's how he ends uh get at these uh that that song that's how he ends it right and that's how it was like he was he was really with dipset right and there was an old interview from right after carter two came out and the interviewer told him that too and wayne was like nah it's not really like that but you could tell that he was annoyed by the interviewer saying that like you you're really using an east coast sound of carter Two, right But if you look at dedication too, like if you guys get into the tracks a lot of the production is Southern beats like he got on a lot of southern beats Right outcast players ball TI what you know kryptonite by big boy uh, Shauna uh, Getting some head popping my collar by three six mafia Rick Ross hustling and like the way he approached a lot of the tracks like in my opinion was a lot more southern. Like you can hear the aggression in his voice versus Carter Two, which was a lot more laid back and more of an introspective flow. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure.
1: He snapped on like every popular Southern beat that was within that time frame. He was on Southern beats, but he was definitely still using that like best rapper alive. I'm gonna show you that I'm really lyrical, but I'm from the South at the same time.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I I got those lyrics, but I am from the South. I'm not an East Coast rapper. For know? sure. Like that, that, that's how Dedication 2 felt to me versus Carter 2, which was like the first, the prior real project. For
1: sure. And um, honestly, this, this to me, Dedication 2 feels like a real dedication mixtape, because many many people don't know this, but Dedication One was released prior to Hurricane Katrina. So this feels like a dedication to the South and a dedication to his hometown and shit, because the, the pain was still real, and he obviously wasn't in New Orleans at the time, because I don't think anybody was, but he went crazy on it. Like,
2: to me, like, this is my favorite Wayne project of all time. I stand this project a 10 out of 10 in my heart, right? and the reason i love it so much is that when i listen to this mixtape i just feel like i'm in wayne's head you know the way the skits tie everything together each track transitions to the next track uh the skits in between each of those like the way like you know a lot of the songs start like you know how bang bang starts and it's like nah 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 and then it goes into canon like i just feel like i'm in one head listening to this mixtape you know what i mean Yeah this like yeah,
0: for sure this is like definitely like the first mixtape too that like wayne had like f- full involvement in and it wasn't like you know like with dedication one he's just like recycling the other mixtape and Mm drama dropping shit on it
1: and uh yeah it's crazy to me this is like his his mood music too or his like so far gone this was his mixtape they're like a lot of people refer to like no ceilings but i mean this was this was prime Wayne. Every everything was nuts, and um, the skits would continue the trend for the rest of the series. But honestly, I think this is the best Wayne dedication mixtape for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think I, I think yeah,
0: this is probably the best one we heard so far. I think the Drought Three is going to probably be my favorite, uh, just because I used to listen to that all the time back in the day. But yeah, this is this is definitely a definitive mixtape, and I still. I still don't get, like, why people are, like, so pissed. I mean, I know there is Wayne stands on uh, (laughs) Lil Wayne headquarters, um, but there is also a bunch of people on other forums that were mad at us that we said Dedication 2 or Dedication 1 was kind of lacking. And I'm just like, are you serious, man? Like, I even, like, remembered hearing Dedication 2 a long time ago, and I even remembered that Dedication 2 was going to be better than 1. Like, I don't... (laughs) I don't even understand why people were, like, shocked that we didn't think that Dedication 1 was, like, a game-changer.
2: Nah, definitely. Like, Dedication 1 was a dope mixtape, like, don't get me wrong, but, like, first of all, it was heavily recycled from the Young Winnie mixtape, right? So, it's like, if you heard that, you heard Dedication.
0: And then, drama changed some of the beats and made everything sound worse.
2: I don't know if you guys saw the section on Wikipedia that broke down the beat changes, Yeah. right? i wrote that (laughs) i wrote that years ago i added that to the page yeah no 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 because people didn't even know about that like people didn't even realize it was just uh young money mixtape repackaged right yeah and if you guys want some like background knowledge on that like um basically the young money mixtape was supposed to be called dedication if you look at the old ym website in like uh, uh, in february of 2005 the the young money mixtape is out there called young money dedication right and it says gangster grills and all that stuff on it. But the thing is he was supposed to host the Young Money mixtape, but then Jeezy popped off. Trapper Die popped off. And his like DJ Drama's like whole attention was just on Jeezy, right? So that's why the Young Money Mixtape came out with Wayne only. And when drama had time, he went back and kind of repackaged it. But it was kinda half-assed because He was focusing his time on Jeezy. He was focusing his time on TI because he had, like, Trapper Die, Down With The King out, and they were promoting those tapes, right? Dedication was, like, an afterthought at that point,
0: right? Yep.
2: So that's why it was like that, you know?
0: And and then Wayne would end up to probably have the most successful, I think, mixtape series with drama.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. It's just no one saw that shit coming just off of... Fucking dedication. It was dedication two that really like sparked shit. It was like, okay, Wayne can really do this mixtape shit. You know what I mean? Because Wayne was doing the mixtape shit, but like he wasn't doing it to the level that Jeezy was or Ti was until dedication two. Word. You know, even Joe Budden or Fabulous, like they Fab had Street Dreams out at that time. Street Dreams two.
1: You hear all our podcasts so far, like it kind of sounds we like we aren't Wayne stands, but we are. But every mixtape up until this was subpar. Like, Dedication 1 is cool, but like you said, it's heavily recycled. Every mixtape so far has been recycled with shit from other shit and just like, and some of the songs on like, um, the first drought and stuff, they just don't seem like he really put his all into it. And he just gave like leftover tracks to DJs and they put them out. But this shit was like made strictly for this mixtape, most of it at least. And there's so many quotables on this mixtape. Like I, I, I remember so many flows from like 15 years ago when this dropped. Like some of them are so iconic. Like um, I can't remember what song it is, but when he's like, "Weezy F, baby, the motherfucking Carter, bitches on my stick," but my name in mean,
2: Harry Potter. Ain't. Legendary, yeah, bro. <laughs> Legendary. That's that. That's that. Fee Banks track. Man. I forgot to write that shit down. I forgot that's what song it was. Song, uh, uh, working them uh, bitches. Working oh, yeah. Oh B- yeah, yeah. Everybody used yeah. to quote
1: that like ten years ago, fifteen years yeah, ago. Yeah.
2: And going back to working them bitches, like I love the way he flows on that. The way he drags like the last word that he says, right? Yeah. It's. I like them very hotter. Your girl said the same. And since we like to travel, she let us run the train. Like he drags that last word. The way he flows on that is really cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like the the song "Working Them" isn't super lyrical, but it's his flow and the way he doubled it that made it stand out like that. Like if it was just one take and him with his normal flow saying "Weezy F, baby, the motherfucking Carter, bitches on my stick," but my name it wouldn't sound as dope as him like extending each end of the bar.
0: With that said, I think we should probably go into the first track here. Uh, I I guess uh, I guess we could all agree uh, that dedication two is a banger. So I think we should just start off with that. That sets the tone. So let's start off with that, and we'll be back. Dedication. to... Pow pow. Welcome that's back. crazy,
2: bro. Fuck. Whew. He said he's yeah, gonna murder. He
1: said he's gonna murder the adults and let the kids get adopted. Man, that's that's fire.
2: That, yo, every time I hear that, it's like hearing it the first time. Man, that shit's crazy, bro.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Like back in the day, listening to these. Uh, these Wayne tapes and stuff—you just put them on repeat over and over. Every time you catch like a, you know, another uh, dope line that he said, and you can just keep listening <laughs> to it. A word—it's nuts. Uh, yeah, so that's like a couple tracks in on this, uh, but I guess we can just start at the beginning. Get them—I think that's like a perfect intro definitely, song.
2: Definitely, definitely—it's a the it's Dipset beat actually, and it's crazy the way Wayne like approached it word
0: my my only disappointment on that song period is we hear that pushing beat and then he never wrapped over it
2: speaking on that we got to appreciate drama throughout this mixtape because he did a lot more than just talking on throughout dedication too and we'll get on get to that on other tracks as well but he did a lot more than just talking
0: word he did a he did a good job mixing in other shits uh it's like a hell of a job compared to dedication one and then uh uh we went into uh they still like me after that uh i mean that's the original song it was based off was pure trash but wayne wayne came in and just killed it made it his own i mean made it the only version you really want to hear
1: yeah that shit was nuts man
0: i just wanted to mention he's got a dope ass quote on this song uh where he says uh my shadow look good i'm just feeling wheezy hopping my shit and say goodbye because the ceilings be leaving me shit was <laughs> shit was hilarious and fire at the same time uh the next
2: track like i know it's just a skit but i think it's very important to ch- like uh talk about is the i'm the best rapper alive skit because that really shows wayne's mentality at that point in his career because i know at that time like if you went on the blogs you went out to the barbershops everyone was would say he ain't the best rapper alive he need to chill with that shit. he ain't this he ain't that and it's just like like it really explains where he's coming from when he said i'm the best rapper you know and what he says basically is like you better think you're the best rapper alive if you're rapping because if you don't think you're the best rapper alive how are you gonna put out the best content you can
1: yeah it's it's like if you're a fighter and you're not fighting for the title like you're a boxer you're not gonna go for the title what the fuck are you doing it for exactly
2: exactly and like a lot of people didn't understand that people thought oh wayne was being cocky wayne was being this he ain't jay-z he ain't this he ain't that wayne knew what he was doing the way wayne
0: is talking about everything on this r- reminds me exactly of uh you know in like i guess more recent memory of how Kendrick was, uh, you know, talking about his control verse, and anytime he gets on tracks and just kills these other rappers, like he wants to be the best rapper, he wants to be better than all of them. Like everyone, like making a huge deal out of like what he was saying on control and shit, like was just like ridiculous because he was basically trying to say the same thing that Wayne's saying here, and you can tell that Kendrick is a huge Wayne stand. I mean, he put out a freaking tape called. C4. He
2: really took that mentality from uh, Wayne. And if we're talking about um, getting on a track and killing everybody, we got to talk about the next track after on the next tape, which is Canon Remix.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's kind of funny, though, because, like, you could tell everyone just submitted their verses after. Um, I wonder if they even heard Wayne's verse.
1: It probably It was that John Cannon beat, they probably rapped to it, and then yeah. they just mixed all that shit uh, together. Drama
2: actually spoke about it like semi-recently, and he said Cannon was the last first Wayne recorded for the mixtape. Like, the very last verse Because if you like look at it, the the way it's credited, it's DJ Drama featuring everybody. It's Cannon's his track. Like The first version of Cannon that no one even knows about was Buster Rhymes and T.I. Because when Wayne got on the track, like no one remembered that shit.
1: One of the one of the mixtapes we covered a few mixtapes ago was like a version with T I Buster rhymes and Wayne's verse. But it to me it was whack because they made Wayne's flow kind of off. But on this it's like prime and you can hear it clearly, but his sounded weird. They didn't mix it. And though. that's
0: because that's cause it was a blend Martian uh, uh told me uh that it was a blend and it was from neck of the woods right
2: yeah 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 the w carter tapes like there's a lot of tracks that aren't like actual wayne tracks So just because mick boogie used to do that all the time where like he'd make a mick Boogie blend and like put Word. an acapella on a different track and that's what that can be. neck of the woods but every single bar is affordable you know
1: yeah, they should have just been a solo Wayne track, to be honest. because
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't think a lot of yeah. people listen past Wayne's verse. Honestly, maybe Freeway's verse, but after that, it's fair game. Like. I thought
0: I thought Willie the Kid was decent yeah. um, on it, uh, and you know he has a long history after that with drama. Mm-hmm. Um, he beefed Wayne but, yeah. for a little bit too. Oh, I didn't know he had a beef with Wayne.
2: It was a miscommunication because. Um... You guys will (laughs) get Yeah, it's Gilly because on drought three, like instead of saying Gilly, the kid Wayne says Willie the Squid, right? (laughs) And then Willie the kid thought it was against him, and then he dropped some disses. But I guess drama smoothed it out because he ended up being on dedication.
1: He was just Wayne was just saying like he was just playing with Gilly's name and saying like Willie the Squid, like he didn't want to give him clout, and then this dude happened to have a similar name. But exactly, that's that's really
0: funny though. If we go into what. We just said on uh, the, there's an episode that's not even out yet, uh, the Carter 2, uh, like father, like son. Uh, we were talking about how stupid it was that after all this shit, um, that Gilly the Kid didn't change his name because we had, at the time, you had Gilly the Kid, you had Willie the Kid, and then you had some dude coming out called Willie North Pole. Like, too many like people with the same name. None of them were known, all trying to make their name at the same time. Like, I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, Wayne wasn't even trying to make a play. Like, he just accidentally forgot who he was talking about. That's very possible. (laughs) You
2: know how Wayne B.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Uh, And then, yeah, I think the weird... There's some really weird features, too, on this song, uh, on this canon song. We have uh, some dude named Detroit Red. I'm like, who the hell is this? I never heard him rap, like, period, on any other songs. Um, I looked it up, and apparently he did... Produce a lot of tracks for Willie the Kid So he must have been friends with uh, DJ Drama Definitely
2: Because Willie the Kid's Drama's artist, right? Yeah
0: Then you had uh, Juice The freaking uh, dude from uh, Chicago Who uh, beat Eminem in a uh, freestyle battle Back in the day Randomly on this track Like (laughs) so freaking weird, man The really funny thing
2: Like it's really ironic Is a lot of old mixtapes They credit Freeways versus Lupe Fiasco (laughs) <laughs> I died. I, I don't know why. I don't know how that happened. But if you look up Canon Remix on like those old school Daft Piff mix tapes, it's a looping fiasco on the tape on the track. I, I don't know how, but yeah,
1: word. Yeah, he he. The I was thinking about this earlier. Um, most of the time, somebody's on a song with Wayne, like they're, they're forgettable. And I was like. Wondering why he does so many songs and why he signs so many whack artists and I was thinking like what if they aren't whack we just hear them with Wayne all the time so we're just like they can't keep up with them but if we heard them like on a song with fucking Kanye or something we'd be like wow they're dope.
2: No definitely definitely Wayne's a big person to keep up with fuck.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was actually going to mention something uh, along those lines on uh, that Spitter song. He keeps on mentioning uh, Currency and MacMaine, like they were going to originally have a verse on it or something, but then we never hear it. So it's almost like they just heard Wayne's verse and, like, okay, no, you just keep that track.
2: That verse, if we're going to talk about that shit, was crazy. Like, you know? Yeah,
0: I love that song. And then he's like, uh, Fuck what it is, what it do? I've been ready since eighty one, and I was born in eighty two.
2: Yeah, that that was like, how do you think of that? You know what I mean? Like, first of all, okay, what it is, what it do? You gotta rhyme eighty two with it, and then you gotta you do the 81, 82. Like, it's crazy to think about. You know, like I, I'm, I know I'm rambling, but it's. Just-
0: and then I could, I could just only imagine people saying that he's taking shots at Jay when he said, If I get any closer, that's blood all over my toaster, blood all over my holster. I'm in the S dots, that's blood all
2: over my hovas. <laughs> that's funny. That line was that's funny, too, because Wayne had his own Reebok shoe out at that time. Still in the hovas, you know? And it just shows, it just shows his uh, appreciation of Jay Z. And speaking of his appreciation of Jay Z, he rapped over uh, The Game is Mine on SportsCenter. And center is a crazy freestyle, you know? Like, the way rhyme schemes that he used, like, I just... Here, this is the part that I picked up. Sitting in my big house, surrounded by my weaponry, I keep them away like I got leprosy. Chopper right next to me, loaded up with pepper seeds. Got an extra clip, but that's only for my specialties. This is especially for you, just respecting the game. What kind of referees. You like Like, the way he's rhyming is insane on that beat and i know he had to step it up because it's a jay-z beat but like he just blacked on that shit, you know like bar for bar i think that is the best verse on that tape sports center like there's other verses with better delivery better cadence whatever flows but bar for bar that verse is insane
0: or that chart was dope yeah we got south music we finally get to hear the whole thing uh in full but then, then you get pissed off for it randomly being censored. Uh, I don't know what the hell was going on. I think we were talking back and forth and said it must have just leaked that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. It actually, it's a it's a Carter Two session. Um, it leaked in like mid two thousand five on like a Carter Two advance, right? and it wasn't meant to be on dedication too i guess drama just cuz it's an unfinished track it doesn't even have a hook on it right it's a it hev- it's not really a freestyle over outcast player's ball but it hev- heavily samples that beat and i guess drama just repackaged it slapped some tags on it and put it out but i'm happy he did because it's a really like nice track and it's like nice to hear it you know and i don't think people would really hear it if it wasn't on this i know it was on w. Carter too, but people don't even hear that so Play.
0: yeah and those things came out like right in the same month so yeah yeah, yeah.
2: exactly and another track that I shared on both tapes is uh, what you know remix right and I I know that's just a small verse but I feel like it is important to cover because there's a few lines that I want to talk about and uh, one of them is uh, trying to haul that tip movie audition and then that other bar bad bitch skating like Nunu so I don't know have you guys seen ATL no
0: Nah. <laughs> You know, it's hilarious. I live in Atlanta, and I never even seen that movie.
2: Okay, well, those are both references to ATL, because that was like TI's big movie at the time. And um, Nunu was the female love interest, and Lauren London actually did that, right? And we all know about Wayne and Lauren London's history. It goes all the way back to 2003, right? And uh, when he said, Bad bitch skating like Nunu... He's talking about fucking Lauren London on that, but like, you gotta watch the movie to know that. Wayne's verse was actually supposed to be on the official, uh you know, remix, right? And I guess that got scrapped, which is why I was tape, but it's a very clever verse, in my opinion. Word. Like,
0: how actually, it's kind of crazy that there was never like a remix, like an official remix for that song.
2: Yeah, yeah, that song was crazy. King is one of my favorite albums of all time, so...
0: A lot of people say that King is uh, TI's uh, best album. I think Paper Trail is but, I, like, uh, <laughs> I,
2: I, I like Paper Trail, but I just it's a very good album, don't get me wrong. Only gripe is a little yeah. too poppy for me. Like King is still like yeah. dirty south sound. Paper Trail the one with the fucking M&M song? No, that's uh, yeah. t. I t. I. P. T- okay, a TI versus TIP. You're talking about Touchdown, okay. right?
1: Um. Never mind. Then Paper Trail is dope, but um, I think King is better for sure. I'm I'm not gonna uh, have a huge argument because I think most people
0: will agree that King is his best album. So I can't I can't argue that. I'm just saying my personal opinion.
1: I honestly think all Ti's albums. Like I I don't fuck with his first one, whatever one that was. Like uh, not even really nobody even talked about before um Rubber Band Man and I'm shit. Serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I feel like every album up till paper trail being the last one um i think they're all really really good and you can like switch them in and out but after after that i feel like he fell off tremendously musically after
0: paper trail i feel like he was on every other album basis like the next album that came out would be whack and then the album after that would be decent he just kept having too
1: many features but anyways back to this mixtape you got Um, any tracks you want to cover I wanna cover I wanna cover Weezy's ambitions. To me, it's crazy how it's connected to Georgia. Like it's not a, it's not a separate song. And one thing we've gone over multiple times on this podcast is how like when Wayne raps on a Jay-Z beat or a popular beat, like I don't really care for it unless it's crazy because like the A Millie beat, you've heard a million rappers rap on it, but nobody rapped on it better than Wayne. But you've l- heard a million Tupac ambitions as a writer freestyles, right? And most none of them are really quotable. This Wayne fucking Wayne destroyed this, like he, insane, insane verse, insane flow. Um, Wayne
2: went the fucking on that shit, man.
1: Yeah, it, it's money, 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 get a dollar and a dick, wheezy baby that crack, motherfucking get a fix, got money out the ass, no, homo but I'm rich, I have to go get surgery and get some diamonds in my wrist. Yes, he's a motherfucking trip. He's about to trip to Japan and buy some brand new shit. Like the whole verse is just crazy. Definitely, definitely. He's like... It usually want a baller and the young ball-in Mike Jordan. Pardon my swaggy, but my father rich as fuck, and all my brothers left the family. We said fuck it and bought two houses in Miami. I can't wait to do uh, cribs. MTV, come get at me. Any rapper want to get at me? Tell your label contact me. Uh, one of the best songs ever was a bonus track too, like a hidden bonus track. <laughs> Going
0: back to uh, Georgia Bush, that was a that was a clever uh, use of that uh, exactly. that sample and everything. Uh, it was dope that he was dissing George Bush. Uh, it's just funny too, just thinking about it. Like people talking in the streets, like yo you heard that new george bush dis? <laughs> just thinking of that just cracked me up um but yeah it's it's really clever and dope how you know he's dissing them i mean he never even says george bush's name i mean he lets the sample do the business but uh it's it's a dope song for real and i did want to mention that uh he does hop on hustling which is dope because he had the official remix with gz and jay and it's almost like he just had to say look man you guys shouldn't have forgot about me should have had me on it and then just spazzes on it uh i like i love jay's uh verse on that uh official remix i could do without Jeezy probably uh i liked it i liked his uh, verse at the time um but yeah wayne killed it wayne should have been on it um and then you know at that time it's just crazy that uh rick ross got all those people to spit over that beat
2: especially speaking about hustling there's a bar that goes over a lot of people's heads but uh I say we be burning bodies. We don't be burning cars, right? And I don't know if you guys know about this, but, like, when Wayne first moved down south, like, he had a lot of problems with uh, Zopound, which is a Haitian gang um, from um, uh, from Florida. And uh, basically, Wayne did Wayne went to their hood to do Trina's uh, Don't Trip video, but he didn't check in or nothing, so they felt disrespected about that. And what they did, and there was some other stuff, too, like, Wayne refused to do a feature for one artists or some shit like that but what the, how they responded was they went and they torched wayne's phantom they like lit it on fire right and that's what wayne's referencing in hustling when he says where i'm from they be burning bodies we don't be burning cars and the story goes like there's old form, like posts on and about it like from the day it happened wayne came out and started shooting at the guys that burned his uh, phantom and even if you listen to two chains dedication like two chains references it in verse two. he's like uh i moved down to a, a-, a- mia shorty that's where i stay came down to pay a visit you told me so pounded them were tripping and, and you you wasn't dipping riding around in the fan of mr g he was riding he was driving uh he had the extra clip in like you know like wayne was riding around with the glock ready to get at them you know what i mean and it just shows like wayne's mentality at the time like it's like if i die today i die today but I'm I'm not I'm going down without a fight, and you can hear that in his raps too, like that mentality.
1: My uh, only I do I do have a complaint about this mixtape though. Um, my complaint is I'm sick and fucking tired of this, at this point of hearing. Where I the knew you
0: were gonna say that, bro. I was I didn't hear it for one <laughs> second. I skipped it. I'm yeah. At this point, this is like our 800th
1: mixtape. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like the third for real. Uh, but it was on the last. It was on the mixtape prior. last podcast we did or whatever that hasn't been released yet we had to hear it too (laughs) and then it's just crazy that the album never came out i want to hear a a, um like a bootleg version of all the songs that were supposed to be on it i don't fuck with currency so i can't go and search through all his mixtapes to find what was really supposed to be there or what could have been from those sessions but i wish somebody would throw it together so i can listen to some currency 2006 era yeah, this
2: is another track I wanted to get into. Um No Other with Joel Santana. That is a classic. Crazy. Both of them
0: uh you know, kill it. Obviously Wayne's better, but uh that's a dope song.
2: But yeah, shout out to Drama because this is the Jay-Z uh dynasty intro beat, but then what drama did on top of that is he took a sample of UGK murder, right? The no you know the chop the screwed vocals that's bun B and he put that over the Jay-Z beat just to give it a hook right and it just really tied everything together you know like talking going back to what we said earlier like drama was really involved with this project compared to like any dedication before or after right and i think that really complemented the tape and made it better with drama actually having input and like mixing shit together until they yeah. just slapping some tags on you know what i mean
1: yeah for sure but honestly like we've said multiple times um is, to me this mixtape's a classic there's no like even if you wanted it to be a hater you could give it a 9.5 out of 10 because of where to cash at but but yeah this mixtape is a classic it it would launch him into like a legendary mixtape rapper um and then obviously the carter 3 would launch him into being like a legendary worldwide star but this mixtape's fucking nuts
2: yeah man like it's like carter 2 was obviously the same a dedication two came out, it's like alright, this guy's here to stay. This isn't no like fad or nothing. He it wasn't a fluke, like he's really rapping like this. Wayne can really do this shit, you know? And it's like <laughs> yo, when there's Carter Three drop. Like, that's what the We're
0: we're really about to get into that Carter Three season soon. So it's gonna be crazy. I think we should end this off with uh Wayne's favorite song, Wheezy's Ambition.
1: She is Weezy Academy, everything is easy, baby.